tests. There is no better person to talk about that with than Associate Professor Mark Putland, who runs the emergency department at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. He's out walking out and about this morning. Good morning to you, Mark. Good morning, Libby. Isn't that interesting? So many people have fronted for tests. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's fantastic. We, we've had a moderate number of them at the Royal Melbourne, um, and we're very pleased to be part of it. Um, and we're very pleased to be part of it. And uh, uh, it's been, uh, it was a big challenge. I think when when the announcement was made, we we're going to do a hundred thousand tests in the in the two, next two weeks. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did wonder whether we were going to actually achieve it. But uh, sure enough, um, we've gone through the numbers. So two hundred thirty-three thousand, extraordinary, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been a good survey of the population, and and uh, what's um, what's been good, I think, is we've done this combination of uh, targeted screening of symptomatic people and and screening around areas of interest, as well as um, as well as doing the asymptomatic screening, because um, they answer different questions for us. Um, one one looks to see, you know, look looks for the disease where it's most likely to be found where we really want to find it. Is that like, a, is sure. that like in um, Craigie Burn McDonald's or at Cedar Meat? Exactly, yeah, okay. yeah where, we, where you get some cases and you think, well, here's a hotspot, so we better look extra hard here yeah. and make sure we get everybody to see it. But, but you also want to make sure that you're not falsely reassured, thinking that, that um, uh, oh, look, we're, we're fine, we don't have any disease because there's nowhere we're looking and, uh, and it's just that you're not looking anywhere else. So we sort of making this general survey of the population and asking people to come uh, when they're asymptomatic and get screened, and, and, and that's giving us a whole lot more reassurance and a little bit more information, turning up a couple of other cases we didn't expect. I'm interested that you're out walking with family this morning. Is this the <laughs> first time that you've seen your in-laws for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, first non-Zoom or non-WhatsApp catch-up for, for quite some time. And You know, when this all started, we didn't know when we'd see uh, the kids' grandparents, my parents and Kate's parents again uh, Really, I didn't know if it might be forever. Um, it was pretty scary time for a while, so it's, it's really lovely to be out for a, a walk in the beautiful autumn, Melbourne one. And have you all been tested as well, Mark? Within... Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, not everybody in our family has, but several of us various times um, for different reasons over the course of it. We're heavily um, uh, made up of healthcare workers in our family, so that's particularly been. A concern for us. I can imagine. So, given that we're waking up from this, as I call it, a kind of induced coma. Yes. It is like that, isn't it? Emergency must be waking up as well. Yes. Yeah. Emergency very much is. We we had a a really strange period for a while where those of us who were, well, many of us were, were spending a lot of time planning and building and, and rearranging and doing all this work for for the oncoming onslaught of COVID and and, and managing the testing and so forth. But the actual business of providing emergency care was pretty quiet because society was so quiet. I mean, people weren't doing things to get injured. They weren't, they were also hiding out probably in their homes as, as we asked people to do and so they weren't coming and seeking care and our actual emergency work was really down. Um, so there was this weird two-toned uh, workplace we had. One half of it was running itself ragged and another aspect of work was, was really sleepy. But now um, things are waking up again when we're seeing the community wake up and that means our work's waking up. So who are we as a community? By the injuries that you see come in, what have we jumped <laughs> back into? Um, well, from uh, it, was, it was a fascinating uh, process actually and I'm sure people will write a lot about it in times to come, but there was a couple of weeks there where 
where everything went very quiet. In fact, we saw very little, uh, a massive drop in mental health presentations, a massive drop in um, drug and alcohol-related presentations, uh, obviously a huge drop in road trauma and no workplace trauma and so forth. Now, the, the mental health and drug presentations picked up after a couple of weeks, and um, I, I speculate that that was two things. One is that people, for a couple of weeks, will just grit their teeth and bear a lot of things. Uh, uh, but then no stuff, that stuff is hard to grit your teeth and bear after a little while, so then people got to come and get help. Um, and I think there was probably, um, from the look of things, an interruption to the supply of um, amphetamines around the state for a bit there with the shutdown, but, of course, that sort of, that sort of thing finds its way again, unfortunately, in any situation. And so we saw very little um, ice-related stuff for a couple of weeks, and then that all came back. But then um, they worked we their way around. Ozark triumphed oh, yeah, in the end. A, yes, it finds a way. Um, but then we did. Uh, we, we still didn't see very much road trauma and no workplace trauma for a good while. What we started to see was people um, with the consequences of drinking again. Not the usual getting uh, drinking and fighting on the street or falling down the street, but uh, you know a lot of people drinking at home um, and hurting themselves. Uh, uh, you know, I think there's been a bit said about the amount of. Um, the people have turned to alcohol during the lockdown as a kind of a self-medication for the whole thing and, uh, and people sort of sitting up in a light-hearted way. But it, is, it has been a bit of a problem. Your guest on the radio uh, is Associate Professor Mark Putland. He runs the emergency department at the Royal Melbourne Hospital, if you've just tuned in. Uh, Premier Dan Andrews has announced a very cautious step-by-step progressive lifting of restrictions on cafes, restaurants and pubs this morning. From the 1st of June, 20 patrons. From the 22nd of June, goes up to 50 per enclosed space. From mid-July, once again, increases to 100. I'm interested to know whether you think, Mark, that people mightn't have been coming to emergency because of the entrances, like putting up with stuff because they felt like they'd have to come in the same entrance and worried that they'd be catching COVID-19. Yeah, look, I think, I think definitely. Um, people came and saw it. People come and seek care for lots of different reasons, and, and sometimes it's because they're in terrible danger and sometimes it's that they fear danger and sometimes it's just they've got unpleasant symptoms they'd like treated. What we saw a real drop off in was saw a real drop off in was the symptomatic sort of thing. So we saw a lot less people with um headaches and back pain and, and things that are pretty unpleasant things but occasionally are dangerous. But most of the time people are, are coming because they just can't put up with it anymore. I think people when they were frightened that the hospital wasn't a safe place. Um, adjusted their idea of what they were prepared to put up with. But people also stopped coming just for worry that they their symptom might be dangerous. So yeah, it's a worrying thing for us. So we um, we had a lot less uh, uh, people bringing their elderly parents in when they were not quite right um, ah. and struggling at home, which, uh, uh, you know, we're, look, we're probably in some ways in the hospital system, we're quite cautious with that, maybe overcautious, but... Um, <laughs> Don't you have a separate entrance? Uh, for no, uh, yes. So we do, and this here. So well, that's one of the things we tried to do. Rather, getting the message out was not necessarily easy. So we did um, create a we created a screening area for all the people who are coming to be screened for COVID, and we've created a, a, a we've kept our usual area for normal emergency medicine work. And then within the emergency department, in the last few weeks, we've actually split the ED now, so that we've got a, a sort of a high risk COVID zone and a low-risk COVID zone just to further try and separate people. And even within the high-risk area, we're really trying to make sure that patients are separated from each other as much as we can. We really don't want to be the cause of, of a problem. 
Yeah, I understand that. You know what? I might open up the phone lines because I reckon that people have got things to say about sure. all of this. In particular, given that it's such gorgeous weather, I had a few friends ring me yesterday about watching people on the banks of the era having picnics and catch-ups and, you know, enjoying themselves, but not really mm. seeing the social distancing coming into play. And I am interested yeah. to know how this gradual lifting of restrictions is affecting you. Are you going out? Did you have a dinner party, la- have a dinner party last night? Did you have a lovely time? Are you feeling comfortable about mixing with people? Tell me a story about what you did yesterday and last night, how you celebrated this gradual lifting of restrictions. If you still feel safe, one three hundred triple two seven seven four is the number. One three hundred triple two seven seven four. I'm interested to know whether or not the gradual lifting of restrictions and what you chose to do yesterday and what you've planned for today is tempered by any kind of worry that there might be a second wave because that's the next thing on the horizon. So I look forward to taking your calls, one three hundred triple two seven seven four. Tell me about your social activities and how you feel about the lifting of restrictions. G'day, this is Ben Knight. Are you daring to think about taking a holiday later this year? Well, international travel is off limits, so we might all be going to domestic destinations. 